T-A-S, monsters. And if you don't know what Little Monsters is, (laughs) then guess what? You're on the wrong episode and should have read the book and that's how I feel about this already. But coming out swinging today. We're coming out swinging. If you haven't read Corrupt, what's up? Why haven't you? Give Penelope Douglas the time of your life. Life, a little bit of time is what I'm trying to say and read the book. Just give her something. Give them something. Everyone, per usual, I'm here with my lovely co-host, Hallie. Stop. Hallie's here. We've had a fucking week. It's- Basically, Taylor and I like almost went to jail yesterday, so like it's fine. God, like who knows what could have happened? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, like mm, we were like Olivia Pope, so it's Basically, cool. you should have signed me up for DC and <laughs> I would have been ready. This was yet again another test by the FBI. (laughs) It really was. It really was. We're not going to tell you what it was, but let me just tell you, things got wild yesterday. But just know that the FBI, they definitely were on. They were on. They knew. They knew what this was. And I can only hope I've passed. (laughs) (laughs) I think you did. I think you did. We didn't get arrested. That's it. I did. I did not get arrested. If you're new here and have no idea what we're talking about, welcome to Let's Talk About Smut. Uh, We are doing Devil's Night, so I'm sure that we will have some new listeners because everyone loves this series. Um, So if you're new here, Taylor and I are not criminals on the run, like we sound. Um, (laughs) If you want to know the FBI references, you should go back and listen to our Mindfuck episode. What a time that was. With that, we are so pumped to be doing this. This was Hallie's birthday present to um, herself, <laughs> to herself on our podcast to herself. So right. she well, said, Taylor like threw me for a loop when she all of a sudden was like, "Let's do Crescent City instead." I was going through a time, and I just said, "This is what I'm going to do," and I need to read a 900, 995 chapter book. Yeah. Um, so we got through that. Go listen to our Crescent City episode if you have it. Was a fun time. Now you're refreshed. Time. Now we're here. We're about to go back to our roots. I feel like Hallie and I have always like, you know, we're, we're professionals, right? So, right. We're 100%. <laughs> we're professionals and we're constantly altering ourselves for the greater good. <laughs> right. We are chameleons. <laughs> we are chameleons, if you will. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go back to our roots. If you guys have been, you know, day one, A1 you listeners. You guys have been with us for the long haul, then you already know. Then you know the chaos that's about to happen, the... We're about to go back to like our punk 57. Not as far as our first episode. Don't go back and listen to that. <laughs> that, was, that was the practice one. That was our practice one. Punk 57 uh, was one of our like most streamed episodes besides Priest. <laughs> um, I, I'm proud that everyone got through it because it was, I think, four hours each episode. We're going to try not to do that today. Yeah, we're not doing that. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and get started. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We could just rant for days. Hallie, will you please take us through our book ratings and spice ratings? Yes. So we are doing book one, Corrupt of Penelope Douglas's uh, Devil's Night series. This series, Taylor's read the first two. I've read the whole series like multiple times. This is my ride or die 
book. I will not hear any slander from anyone. So if you have slander for the series, just don't come into my DMs. Please don't. Like you don't. I'm want warning it. you. It's not you. It's me. I'm the crazy person here in this. Um, and she'll show her crazy. <laughs> yeah, like I'm usually really tolerable, and I can argue both sides to anything. But like with this series, I just can't. Like it's just my my heart, my soul. So book ratings. Shockingly, um, book one. I only gave this book four stars. I'm on the same. I only gave four stars as well. Yeah. Uh, it's the first in a series. Um, yep. Which I lot- feel like this is actually going to be surprising though, Hallie, but go ahead. A lot of people um, don't, well, they like it, but a lot of people have a hard time getting through book one or they get through book one. They're like, yeah, this series isn't for me. Um, hopefully by the end of this episode, we can persuade you to change that opinion but we also I understand why that is there too I remember I had to keep going back to when I first read this book um, a while ago and I you're gonna hear some original commentary and comments that I had about it um so yeah I I think it's four stars but it's one it's it's one of those series that every single book just gets better and better and better and better and the series as a whole if I could go to 10 stars I would but yeah, first book, I just said four. And then Chili Peppers. Chili Peppers, I was like three and a half. I'm four. like three and a half, four. Yeah, that's what I felt. Um, the spice on this gives, man. Like I... Something about this reread, I'm just going to tell you. Something about was the reread hot. was like almost spicier than like the first time I read it. Well, it's like, it was like, I think like the great thing about it, like we're all about reading new books, like, like, please for season three, blow us up, give us some new stuff to read, whatever you got on book talk, um, stuff like that, standalone series, do it all. But there's something about when we do start rereading books that I really love because then I pick up on things that I was just hearing for the first time. Right. So I was so wrapped up in the The whole newness and just like what the fuck was going on yeah and this was uh this is a bully romance we'll get more kind of into it um a little bit and if you're a day if you're not a day oneer you'll know that bully romances are not really my thing um but i feel like this book for every reason that this book has (laughs) for every reason this book has is the reason i'm not a fan but that i was a fan like it's just it's the it's I, we'll get Taylor more into read this it. book in literally 24 hours. We 24 actually, hours. We actually haven't talked much about it because nope. she was going so fast that by the time she finished it, she was like, I'm already on book two. I can't talk. I was up till 3 a.m. Like she couldn't stop. Like I, I really couldn't because it's like, it's, it's fascinating. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, I think it's because it just takes on this whole new level of kink and things that I, when I first read it, um, I hadn't really taken time to like, you know, go into that but with that being said Hallie before we get too far into it let's do some trigger warnings trigger warning we'll go from there we have this is kind of a long one I I did look these up because I could think of a few but I know this book in particular a lot of people either love it or hate it um so I wanted to make sure I gave you kind of a full list um so I I researched this one and the trigger warnings that were listed was bullying abduction rape and attempted rape sexual assault Animal cruelty, dubious consent or non uh, consensual non consent, violence, child abuse, murder, drug use, drug addiction, underage sexual content, and death of a parent. So you did say one of my favorite words, which is dubious. Dubious. You're just like how it comes out of your mouth. You just dubious. like doobies. <laughs> <laughs> just like doobies. 
Um, so yeah, that is your list. Take it for what you will. Um, always look into it yourself if you have any of these triggers. Um, but for this episode, we will be talking about this book and most likely some of these triggers. So you have been warned. Um, this is, I'm just going to go ahead and do a spoiler warning because we're trying not to be here for three hours. We'll see if we can do it. That's a challenge. Um, this is your official spoiler warning. Um, anything past this point might spoil the book for you. Um, maybe the series. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Who knows <laughs> where this is going to go today? Okay. No. So just corrupt for today. Just book one. Wow, guys. This book, when you first start, it is a dual point of view between Rika Fane, which is Erica Fane, but they call her Rika, Rika. Fane, and Michael Christ. Christ? Said Christ, but Christ, yeah, Christ. Cool. He's a god complex, so it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Christ. I'm probably wrong, but Michael Christ. Yeah, I think and Christ. We're basically popping back and forth between three years ago at this, um, what they call Devil's Night and present day Rika and Michael. Um, yeah, present day Rika's 19, and then in the flashback, she's 16. Ooh. She's in high school. They and and then Devil's Night is where this group uh, of the four horsemen come back to Thunder Bay, where they're all from. So let's get into let's just let's just get into this. I I want to get to the first two chapters and then we yeah. can hop around yeah, because yeah. the first two chapters I have a lot of commentary. Yeah, well, and it kind of sets the stage for you because you're like, what the fuck is going? Like, right. So this is where it gets like we'll talk about it when we're going through it. But there's a lot of like I didn't feel like it was true like this yeah. is not what I had going on in life but sure thing guys it's hard whenever yes it's fiction it's all made up we get that but I have sometimes an issue whenever it's still set in like our world we live in yes to be like oh but like this wouldn't happen but like I get it and again if you keep going in this series then you fall in love with all of it and you just accept it but we will be going through some initial what the fuck things that I think many people have when they first read this book so it's going to be a time. Also, this is uh, Punk 57, Misha Lair. You have a little scene that we did there. Um, this is the men that he met that got him out of jail. This is now they're all. This is them. Story. So they're all, they're related. Yeah. Will Grayson and Misha Lair are cousins. If you didn't pick that up, that is your connection. Uh, Misha and Which is pretty cool. end up coming into play at the end of the series. They come back and you see them. So <laughs> if you're way a Punk 57, you better pick up the book. Just do it. So yeah, the first little bit of this, we get to, um, we meet Rika, she's 19, um, and she is attending her ex-boyfriend and Michael's younger brother's party at the Christ, Christ mansion, the Christ, Christ mansion. mansion, the Christ are throwing Trevor a party because he's about to go to Annapolis. They've been in college for one year, Rika, like used to date Trevor, but now they're like not together. Wait, 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 hold on. Did you just say Annapolis? Yeah, Annapolis. It's Annapolis. Whatever. Shut the fuck up. You <laughs> it's said Annapolis. It's Annapolis, Maryland. Shut the fuck up. Whatever. He's going there. Okay. Annapolis. And they're at this party. And right off the bat, we have this weird. I thought it was weird. As we get more into it, maybe not, but still thought it was weird. Rika basically like lives at this house. Um, yeah. It's not her parents. It's Michael and Trevor's parents, but she like has her own room. The mom goes like shopping for her. Lays out her a dresses. dress. Yeah. Like that was like the first introduction that you get is all of a sudden the Rika's dress is being laid out for her for this party. It was so weird. 
So yeah. Then we get a little more background. We good. Again, from here on out, we're assuming you already read the book. Okay. We just are. So we're not going to get super plot oriented. We're going to talk about the fun stuff, but I do love these first two chapters because I had a lot of thoughts. Um, Delia Chris and Mr. Chris, I can't remember his name. They are like best friends with Rika's parents. Rika's dad has died in a, in a car accident that she was actually in. Uh, and then her mom, after this car accident, just kind of went on a downward spiral. She's like addicted to pills. She's heavy in her grief. She never really leaves her bed. So then the Chris kind of took over helping raise Rika. Is it like a second family? Just Right. Yeah. And Mr. Chris actually manages her father's like hedge funds and money, which is an interesting point that will continue throughout the series. You should mm-hmm. remember that. Um, and then these two families are like really rich. They're really prominent families in Thunder Bay. And they basically have like an arranged marriage type thing going on with Trevor and Rika. Right. And it's like a weird arranged marriage. Like it's all it's working weird. out like how they are, <laughs> but then like this constant theme that you get, I, even right here in the beginning, like Rika is, she just finished her like first year at Brown where Trevor's followed her too. And, but now she is going to leave and go to Meridian. You said city. Meridian. Yeah. yeah Meridian, Meridian city. Said, Meridian said to sh- like to strike out on her own. Like she wants some freedom here. She wants some anonymity. She wants to be on her yeah. own and like without every, she's basically like this golden child of Thunder right. Bay. Like she's prim, proper, straight A student, like whatever. And she's like, I want to leave this and be on my own for a minute. Yeah. So, and it's like, I, I mean, I get it. And it's like, we'll I mean, get more I, into that. I'm going to be honest. I actually, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> well, don't worry. We're going to cycle back. But, but I'm just saying, like, to say here. I don't, but it's fine. Right. Um, but she is going there. Um, and Trevor's going to go to Annapolis. So that's kind of like you're set the scene of where we are. And, um, but she has a childhood crush for Michael. Michael is Trevor's older brother, which yeah. I have to say, Hallie, did you ever like, do you ever have like a neighbor with a hot oh, older yeah. brother? Yeah. Like I did too. So oh, I think, yeah. that's, I think that's what made this so appealing, honestly, mm-hmm. you know, because you're like, I think everyone could have that little bit of something. Like some. the high school boy. Like, so yes. she was a freshman when they were like seniors. So like, think of being a freshman in high school and like you have these hot as fuck bad boys who are seniors and you're crushing so hard on it. Like, oh, Yes. Yes. And it's kind of crazy. Cause it's like, I, I think that was another hot layer for me. Mm-hmm. Cause like I had that like growing up. So then I was starting to think about that. And I was like, this is what wow. could have been, <laughs> this is what could have been my life. Maybe not later in the story, but like, right. maybe, maybe um, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> so it, like all this, he like Trevor is a pissed douchebag. is a douchebag. He's been a douchebag the whole time. He's really controlling, really protective. I felt like he had a constant kind of know of what the plan was We'll get into yeah. that more, but, um, and that she doesn't know, she doesn't know anyone in Meridian city. How could she ever? Well, she does know someone in Meridian city Guess because there. Michael is, uh, playing for the NBA in Meridian Which, city. can we just pause? What? Because the entirety of the book and even the series, he's apparently in the NBA. How are you in the NBA and doing all this shit? Well, also not. like, does he ever go play a game? Like I never, actually, that's what never, saying. that's what I was thinking. The only time he never ever- goes to practice. He yeah. never like does anything. Like, the only thought, okay. the only time we ever get like a little basketball moment is later when uh, they're He's all like at his- a party, at a party in, in his own fucking basketball court. Right. That's it. Right. That's the only times. So whatever. And like we kind of immediately sense like when they're talking. Um. So so they're at the party. Bubble. This happens. 
Michael's there. He wasn't supposed to be there. They run into each other. It's how it always is. There's a lover's sense moment. And we obviously, it's not even just that I got more sexual attention from her, but that he, there was, there was something there. Like we you have get to, that there is something happened between them two. Yes. And you don't know if it's good or bad. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have this scene. He basically has nothing to do with her and walks yeah. off from her. Um, she leaves the party, goes home, She's back so to sad. her own house and realizes that someone's been in her room and they've lit a candle and she finds this Damascus blade in her room. as like a gift with a note that says, beware the fury of a patient man. And she looks outside her window and she sees three of the horsemen in their mask. We know this because we've already read the book, right? It is Kai, Damon, and Will. Just like stalking her, basically. Could you fucking imagine, Allie? No. Because they wear these masks. In case case you're new here, they have masks. You should go on TikTok and look them up. They're hot as fuck. Terrifying, hot as fuck. Well, but it's like, I don't know what I would have done. Like, and when... And when I first read it, I was like, who the oh, fuck is this? And like, Rico, what you got yourself into? Yeah. Like, I was like, what did you do? <laughs> I mean, immediately I was like, bad girl, bad girl. What you gotta do? Like the mom's what you coming to your head, bitch. You gotta run. For you. Like, I, I was like, fuck, bitch, you're screwed. You're, you're done. So yeah, and then I wasn't like, I guess maybe I should have connected it a little sooner, but I didn't realize, we'll talk about it, but I didn't realize that Michael was a four horseman for a while. Oh my God, shut uh, I, but I, but everyone needs to realize I read a chunk of this book from like 10 o'clock at night to 3 a.m. <laughs> true, true. So I don't know really <laughs> when I was doing it for you. Don't worry. When I was doing my reread, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Lot twist. Lot twist. Well, I've been there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So then we get this flashback to three years ago when before, let's just, this scene, we're about well, to laugh okay, wait, let's off. So Michael's in the NBA. So that, just remember, present day, Michael's 23 in the NBA. Rika is 19, heading to Meridian City. But then we jump back. Michael is one year out of high school and Rika is 16. I would just have to preface that for whatever comes next. I just Basically, have to- <laughs> the four horsemen show up to Rika's high school I have, in I the think- most- dramatic way it's devil's night october 30th the boys are back in town the boys are back in town down but you know what's even like like a fucking like nothing says badass than the college guys who can't let go of their hometown oh god please and they make a point to come back to their high school during school and play slipknot over the speakers so they can have their big dramatic moment of like walking down the halls like what Can, i just want you to imagine that Allie. you are i mean like okay people like when people graduated like i actually have this like some of my good friends are a year older than me they would have they never came back like they would no. never come back. and the people that did we all judged for it well we were like what are you doing here like, like in my head i'm thinking here i'm like is college, college. great like like but i'm just we like, loved college we never wanted to leave no i, I didn't want you're coming back i stayed for four and a half years like but i didn't we stayed an extra lap honey like i was trying to hang out like <laughs> i stayed an extra football season i wasn't playing around like we were fucking so you couldn't fucking ask me to come back so continue but still and again because we love this book so much we're allowed to make fun of it at times okay yeah 
Well, and then it's so stupid. Like they have this description of we're coming back to basically haze the new basketball team to be better. Basically, the basketball team sucks. So they called in the college boys back in the good old days and they came back and are now going to, yeah, basically haze the new team to make them win games. Yeah. And it's just like, what? You have to realize also they're from prominent families. They're like described as Thunder's Bay's like favorite sons. So they kind of get away with whatever the fuck they want. And they like, they have power. I know where you're going with this and I'm going to die. Yeah. Well, they have power and they have followers and like, they just don't fucking care. Like they just do whatever the fuck they want. And it's like, that's sick. Whatever. Cool. Cool, bro. Again, why are you here? <laughs> um, so the scene is like, we get, we jump back. Everyone's like, oh my God, they're here. And I'm like, in my, when I'm reading this, I was like, who's here? Like, I'm like looking around, looking at Bill the cat, like, Bill, who's here? Like, you know who's here? Yeah, do you know who's here? Because I I still have not connected any fucking dots about anything. And I'm like, everyone's like, oh my God, they're here, they're here, they're here. Devil's night, they're back. And then all of a sudden you hear Slipknot blaring (laughs) over the PA system. And all the teachers are like, yeah, whatever. <sighs> and all the We're teachers back. are like, oh, oh, whatever. Fine. In walks the four horsemen, of course, Dorica's Mast. Mast. Mast in Dorica's class. Which also like L O fucking L. You can't you held You cannot do that this day, in today's world. Let oh me tell God, you. Oh my god, you'd be tackled. Someone would come out with their taser and zzz, like it would not be okay. So they come out. Then you've got what, Mr. Fredrickson, Erickson, what's his fucking name? <laughs> Fredrickson, I think. Yeah, Fredrickson is the teacher of Rika's class. And she's sitting and he's like, oh, guy, like, make it quiet. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> and then Michael goes staring at Rika. Because he wants her. Because he, like, you, but you don't know. There's a lot of sexual tension yet. there. You don't know, but it's there. But and, we've already read the book. We know. Yeah. So staring at Rika, Rika's like meekly, like, oh, like looks <laughs> yeah. up at him, like, and he's in there mr fucking frederickson erickson sits there and goes she's 16 she's too young she's too young okay also like we're assuming you read the book we know what they're about to go fucking do which is have like some sex dungeon shit mr (laughs) frederickson erickson are you in on this like no like they definitely know and it's like, but like how? Like it's an understood rule you can only take 18 year olds. Like what oh, but because, only the 18 year old girls. Well, you can the 18 year old girls because why? Because they're <laughs> the sex dungeon. Because it's a fucking sex dungeon. So like I was just like, what the fuck? Like when I realized after my reread, I was just like, I understand why. I mean, I get it, but like a because I, I see where people read this first book and are like, what the fuck? Because it's hard, again, which a lot of high school romances, it's hard to place this content with a high school setting. But I'm just begging you all to just, the sooner you can just accept that we're not in today's world. We are in Penelope Douglas's world. And in this world, this happens. In a world of fiction, the sooner you can wrap your head around that and then just fucking go with it, you will enjoy the ride, I promise. But that takes a minute to like, no, it takes a, bi- a, a big fucking minute because you're like, what the fuck's going on? So, so we meet, we meet now yeah. the key players. We have yeah. Rika and the Four Horsemen. We have Michael Chris, who's like the leader. He's the alpha hole. He has the all red mask. He's the son of a real estate developer. Then you have Kai Mori, the nice one, the reasonable one. He's still scary. Don't oh, he's still wrong. scary as fuck. But he's wait, more of like wait a for the second. One. Wait for the fucking second book. He's still right. scary as shit. 
basically he's like Michael's second, his like best friend. He wears a silver mask and he's the son of like an influential socialite and banker. Then we have my baby, Damon Torrance, the sociopath, like legit. He <laughs> like, really is. He's horrible. That I, was like, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying, give him a chance. I, I'm going to have to because Allie, he's the hardest part of the book for me. But that's why Penelope is so talented is right. because he is the villain until you get his book and then you will sense so fucking, you will be a Damon apologizer. He's literally a psycho. Um, He's Will's best friend though. Like protector, he will protect Will at all costs. And you will see more of this as the series goes, series goes on. I love them. He wears the black mask. He's the son of a media mogul. Then we have real boy, Will Grayson, cousin to Misha Lair. He's like the comedian hot mess express. He's like the part, he's like demented golden retriever is what I have in my notes. He's Hendrix walking around my house. He's Hendrix if like Hendrix got possessed by like a demon. Oh you know? no, poor Henny. No, like still great. He's no, just still like great. a little crazy too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, poor Henny. <laughs> He's like the drug head, the partier. Um, no one really like takes him seriously. Again, each book you get into a different horseman. So like, I'm not going to say too much, but you have the black and white mask, the red stripe. He's the grandson of a state senator. So you can see these four men are the sons of like the top four families of Thunder Bay. That's why they're allowed to do the shit they do. That's why they're allowed to like walk in there and be like, yo, we're going to take these bitches. yeah like that's my bitch i don't care whatever yeah and all the teachers are like yeah sure yeah they don't want to play slipknot go for it we're in the middle of psycho of like a physics class but yeah you go ahead yeah we're taking a pop quiz please take them away (laughs) so yeah rika uh kind of how the story gets started then rika um she can't go because she's not old enough she's frederick zanerickinson said no in her head, she's like, oh my God, you know, I'm probably like, she has this big old quote. Like, she's like, you know, I, I wanted that. I want to look down at the sky, blah, blah. I really like that quote, but she wants to, to be powerful like that. Yeah. She likes that again, her whole thing. She wants freedom. She's wanted it forever. It's a constant theme for Rika. And so she's like, yo, I'm going to go, um, Mr. Fredrickson Erickson, can I go to the bathroom real quick? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what it is and I don't want anyone getting mad at me. Um, but, She's like, can I go to the bathroom? And uh, he's like, yeah, for sure. Make it quick. And then she sneaks off with them all. So that's like the first two chapters. I just think that was just like a funny bit because I see why people are like, what the fuck? (laughs) Because I get it. So we really are trying to keep these episodes shorter to make life easier for everyone. Um, So we aren't necessarily going to be doing a book breakdown. Um, We're going to kind of let the smut guide us. That's what we're here for. Um, And also just touch on some of our favorite scenes or quotes. So now that we kind of set the scene for it, um, brief rundown of the book, because again, we're really not going to get too much into the plot of it. Again, we're assuming you've already read the book. We're just going to focus more on our reactions to some parts uh, brief rundown. Uh, the horsemen take Rika along for their devil's night shenanigans, and you see her and Michael's relationship start to form. But the night ends with three of the four horsemen going to prison. In the present, we see that the horsemen are now out of jail and they are ready to take revenge on Rika, who they think was responsible for turning them in and getting them arrested on this devil's night that we're going to read about. Um, so let's get into the smut of it all and some of our favorite moments. Again, we're not going to be plot driven. We are just now, we wouldn't have that many notes. I mean, I do right now, but 
eventually I don't have. Yeah, I've got stuff to, we obviously have stuff to talk about, but just to like keep, this is something like I haven't read the other two books, um, but something you even notice in one and two, things start to get more revealed. We go over this night so many times in different points of view in different points of view so think more things come out so as we go on with the series you're gonna get a really great you're gonna know what happened devils that night (laughs) and we will talk more about the plot it just this is such a like dip your toe in kind of book like there's so much more coming that we're just gonna wait and see we're here for the ride you're here here for the ride So we are going to get to the spot, I promise, but I have to talk about this one part with Taylor. If you've listened to our priest episode, you probably are going to understand this rant. Um, Basically, Rika moves to Meridian City and she is staying um, at the Delcroix. I don't even know why I pronounce it that way. I just Delcroix. I call it the Delcour. Yeah, I I don't know why I put like a French (laughs) flair to it. It probably is though. Nice. Um, she is expecting to move into her very small, like one bedroom apartment, her studio, <laughs> right? She gets there and basically, again, we read the book. We find out that Michael owns, owns it, of course, and has moved her into this like penthouse suite at no extra cost. Yeah. She's paying, she's paying her fucking measly 500 bucks. Like, Don't <laughs> yeah. even get me fucking started. And she's like pissed because she wanted to sleep on the floor. She wanted to know what it felt like. <laughs> be poor. To basically be poor and not have anything. Like, not even have a mattress. Like, she was like, I'm not going to Meridian City with anything. Like, I'm not. I'm on asking, my own. I'm asking my mom. Like, I have left Brown because I'm going to, I want to go do this. I need to find myself. Which, listen. I'm Bitch, here. why are you upset? Like, <sighs> I am here for you finding yourself. We also can find ourselves ourselves in the penthouse with a bed and a couple of other things. We can also do that because I'm going to tell you moment in college. I will tell you, (laughs) this is when Steven and I first started dating and um, I'm sitting there. It's drunk one night. Our friend Grace runs into my room, jumps on our bed. Steven and I are already on the bed, jumps onto my queen size bed. The whole entire fucking, the box spring fucking collapses. Boom. Boom. Gone. I was a, I was a fucking poor college kid. And the last thing I was about to ask my mom for a hundred, 200 bucks for was, mom, can I have a new box spring? She'd be like, why'd you break it? And I'd be like, Grace jumped on it. She'd be like, no, Taylor, you didn't. You were fucking, you and Steve <laughs> you were, were having whore. sex. You're a whore. <laughs> like I could only imagine the fucking conversation coming from my mother. And so Steven and I were like, next best thing. We're going to put your mattress on the floor. I slept on the floor for four months my senior year. (laughs) And it wasn't fun. And it wasn't fucking fun. Did you find yourself at the end of it? No, I didn't. You know what I found is that every I became a sloth because I didn't have to move. Everything was at eye level. I could just put something over here, grab something over here. Clothes were everywhere. Like, God bless it. Like, Rika, shut the fuck up. Why did any of my boyfriends or crushes do this for me? Like, I'm not even asking for a penthouse, just a house that didn't have a flooded basement and black mold. Honestly. Why didn't you fix my hole in my ceiling of my college house when the squirrel escaped and <laughs> rampaged through the blue house? Where were you? Like, like 
Like clearly we're hanging out at the wrong places to meet men in college. Like clearly we were hanging out at the wrong places. Clearly I need to go back to my high school life and fucking pick on that because that seems to be the only thing that works out. Go of home. (laughs) Those seem to be the ones. No growth for me. Just give me a penthouse. I don't need to see. Literally, like, damn, I really want to sleep on the floor tonight. Like, bitch, no, you don't. Take it from a poor bitch. It wasn't that great. It wasn't great. It's like (laughs) fucking. Like I used to talk myself into it. Like, oh my god, I'm I'm sleeping on a pallet. (laughs) Right, right. I'm on the beach in. You know, like you hang out like the different curtains. That's like a beach setting. Then you have like the hippie one and then you have like the moroccan one <laughs> you know like you're going on vacation yes and then i like think about it like even even further than this like rika i could tell you from day one of my own self i was talking i just talked to my mom about it not to sidetrack just but still sleeping on the floor not only have i slept on a floor i slept on a fucking basket for the first like right. for, for a month and a half of my life because my mom had me at 20 <laughs> and couldn't afford a crib so she put me in a basket yeah. a clothes basket which is yeah. great but I'm like, Rika, like, you don't Honey, want this. You don't, don't want it. You don't want it. You don't. So so that's our rant. Basically, from this scene, we also, uh, later on, again, you've read the book. I, uh, A girl named Alex comes into play, who I get in this book, maybe you, like, don't, some people didn't really like Alex. I freaking love her. If you, She's in the whole series, and she she's is so great. amazing. I love her. Um, this is when you first meet her and she's basically a paid escort and a friend of Will's. So we have this scene, the first little spicy-ish scene. Um, Michael takes her back to his penthouse that overlooks Rika's. And he had just had like a just, whole run-in. Oh, oops. Just it, overlooks right. Rika's. No, he definitely did it on purpose. And they had this run-in with Rika. And so afterwards, he basically wants nothing to do with Alex. Um He's basically watching Rika paint her living room at 2 a.m. while Alex jerks him off. Mind you, again, he's <laughs> watching Rika paint. paint her apartment red. Which is his favorite color. I know. it's. His, I know. I know. But oh, like, you're just not here for the red. What a fucking style choice. Right. Yeah. Right. We don't have to do that. You don't need red. Do you know how unnerved you're going to be every time you walk into your home? Also, like, no one that I rented from ever allowed me to paint my walls. <laughs> no one ever allowed me to paint my walls, but also he owns it. <laughs> so, right. but then, but then that also shows you with Rika, she's never rented. She doesn't know the, she doesn't right. know the fucking response. She doesn't know she's not going to get that deposit back. Yeah, she doesn't know that, that so, and not only did you paint it, like, a gray, you right. painted it red, which requires a primer, three coats of white paint. Like, right. you fucked up. Rita. You're not getting your deposit back, sweetie. No. <laughs> it's sad I know this shit, but no, you're not. So, basically, yes, Alex is jerking him off, but he's really getting off on just watching Rika paint. Like, that is how much he just, just wants Rika, okay? He's real, really about her. Let's right. put it that That's way. That's pretty much what this scene is. He eventually tells Alex to leave, like, she ends up saying something about how Trevor, her, her brother, his little brother knows her more than him. And that sets him off and he gets pissed because only he knows Rika the way that she is. Okay? Only he knows Rika. So then we are like introduced to the boys. They come back in. Long story short, the three boys that were in jail are all fucking evil and fucked up after their time in jail. Yeah. We'll they're into that a little bit more. 
What's that word, Hallie, when you've been in jail for institutionalized? They're yeah, very, like yeah, they, they're institutionalized. And again, we're not going to get too much into it because that's also part of their own stories. The series goes on and you kind of see what they each dealt with while in prison. Yep. Um, I love this take on the book that Penelope did um, looking into what prison and the trauma that can bring. Um, but basically, long story short, we start to see that they have this plan to get back at Rika and they're all a little evil, <laughs> a little fucked up. Yeah, like they don't have like um, normal thoughts about what they want to do to Rika. That's one way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there's like revenge and then there's like- Twisted. Yeah, like sick. Yeah. <laughs> like You're yeah. like, whoa, guys. Right. So right. then um, our next scene is we have a flashback to St. Killian's. Um, this is back in high school when Rico leaves sneaks into Michael's car. They end up at St. Killian's, which is this, like abandoned church that they go to to party and have basically sex orgies in the catacombs underneath. Yeah. I don't know what high school scary. was like for you, Taylor. Let me just ask, did you have orgies going on in high school? No, we did not. Yeah, we didn't we either. Did, we did not. And it makes <laughs> me even more terrified to have children if that's what the kids are doing these days. Um, let Wynn play around like that. <laughs> let her let me find out that you're having sex orgies in a fucking catacomb do it you're done (laughs) we are gonna talk about what you're feeling but we also (laughs) are going to never leave the boundary yeah we're gonna not leave the house also if i'm a parent and i get a call that says hey uh your kids were just kidnapped out of school with the town basketball stars the washed up town basketball stars and we haven't seen them since and you're telling me that like no parent was like huh maybe i should go see what my kid's up to maybe i should wonder about what they're doing because it can't be good and not only it's like what is it uh Teen drinking is very bad. Very bad. Like that, like that came like to, this kept popping in my head, and then it's like they're having. We'll get into it because that's one of the right. smart things. But go so ahead. So basically, Ugh. and yes, we get it. Again, we love this book. We've accepted the world, but just it is a little out there. It is okay? a little much. Like it's just, and we're taking it from like when you first read it the first time. Like now, right. I have had time to settle with it. Blah blah. But I, like I'm trying to give you my reaction of like right. what the fuck was going on. Like I literally was right. like, what the fuck is going on? So. Right. And again, you've read this book. We're not going to get too much in the scene, but I did love this scene with Michael and Rika. Um, and it actually took me going through the entire series to really appreciate what this particular scene was for them. Um, I don't think Taylor's gotten there yet, but there is a novella of this series called Conclave. I tell nope. everyone to read it. Um, Rika and Michael are a very hard couple to love, I think, and to really understand their relationship. Michael is not easy to like um, at all. And as you read through the series, they are the leader of this group. And so their relationship does kind of carry through all the books. And this particular part when they're young and he is basically bringing her to these catacombs and he's kind of like the devil for her, the devil on her shoulder. Like she already has these desires. That's a good way to put it. The way that she wants, she wants the experiences, but she doesn't really allow herself to do things because she's always so scared of what other people will think. And Michael's kind of this catalyst to be like, fuck it. Like we want what we want. We do what we want. You know, don't let other people define you. He does have a very interesting way of going about this. 
but that's kind of what this scene is. And he, you're in and out of their point of views. You see Michael have, almost like Michael knows her better than she knows herself in a way. Um, Was that, and then like, he also understood like her wants, right? Like what she wants for herself. And um, even in this scene, you're getting all of Rika's point of view. Yeah. But it is very cool because like you can see just on the stuff that he tells her, it it does. It makes you like, wow. You know what I mean? I and she's so curious and naive and almost like this eager puppy in this scene. Like she wants to take off the blindfold and she wants to see all these things. And he doesn't let her yet because she's too young. But he also loves this about her that she yeah. wants to push those boundaries in life. And she wants to kind of, he ends up saying, I don't have the quote in front of me, but they end up having this conversation about how he tells her, you know, in this world, everyone claims they have freedom, but you're also held to certain standards and you're told that you can't think certain things and do certain things and be this certain way. But in the dark, in the catacombs, look at you what, what you want. And yep. this is what real freedom is. And this is kind of something that Michael, as the series goes on, this is what him and the people of Devil's Night and their little clan that's kind of like what their life mantra is. Like it's, we don't fuck the patriarchy, basically. Basically. <laughs> fuck the man. We're Middle finger up. We yep. No matter how weird or wrong or whatever the world tells you it is. And this is that introduction into that when they're teenagers. Um, and it, this is what builds, this is like the foundation of what and who they are is this scene. Right. And then like my favorite is when she's kind of this scene's kind of ending a little bit. He's like, you did well. Like, did it feel good to fight back? And I love that because he that's his thing without without saying it. And it's probably something he very much struggled with. And the rest of this, his little clan is struggled with. And then now Rika is at an age now where she's noticing it, wanting different things. Yes. And then when she finally gets that little taste of something, he's like, right. how did that feel? You know? Right. And Michael, some people have their own views of this and I'm not even going to touch on it they I don't agree with it this is my own personal opinion and you don't have to agree you don't have to agree this is my podcast though so I'm gonna say what I feel do it um Michael is that force that pushes Rika constantly and is always going to test her and is always going to keep pushing that envelope with her he kind of uh there's actually a quote later on in the series we'll get to eventually but it's kind of sums up his feelings for Rika and their dynamic. And it's that Michael doesn't see Rika like as his partner. He sees her as like a full extension of himself. Like yep. he wants her to be on the same level as him. And Michael's pretty far up there. So he is kind of taking on this role to push her to get there and to test her and to say, stop running to mommy and daddy. Stop. You say you want to do it. I'm going to make sure you're in situations that do it. And no, that's not right. And it's, scary but I do always I think that's just so interesting for him he is doing it in a sense of I know what I he's so sure of himself he doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks about him he knows who he is and he doesn't give a fuck and he wants Rika to get there and that's his way through this book of him doing that well her also biggest thing is is her kink is to be chased, which right. you'll she learn fear. more. Yeah. Fear and being chased. So he is pushing her what we think to these limits. And, and, and that's the biggest thing for, I will think like no one wants to be in fear. No one wants to feel like this anxiety, overwhelming feeling of being chased. 
Rika does. And that's where you have to take yourself for a moment. This makes me feel uncomfortable. And I think that's something in the rest of, well, at least in Kai's story is not as prevalent. Um, But in this one, you have to put yourself in this uncomfortable factor of in, because you're in Rika's point of view a lot of the time where she is saying things that sound weird to us because that's not something that I would like. Like, I don't need to be in fear and chased. She does. And it's Michael's own way of like chasing her and instilling fear, but it's almost like- She also knows that she loves it. That's what what she wants, but that also is what pushes her forward. You know what I mean? I think so. I agree. I agree. Um, That's kind of what this scene was. We don't really have to get into it. Well, I think we got into it, but that to me, that's what that scene signified. It's the foundation of what Michael and Rika and their relationship will be. Yep. Um, this scene is actually paralleled in Conclave and it will make, it made me cry because they go through Micah, Michael and Rika throughout the series end up going through some really sh- bad tumultuous times together. And you kind of like, don't know if they're going to make it or not. And then you read Conclave and you kind of figure out what's really going on with them. Mm-hmm. And it's a parallel to this exact scene, but as adults and in a different scenario, but yep. it's re- just keep reading. Like, it really is good. Read yep. the novellas, please. Um, <laughs> Then we go to modern day. Rika goes to Hunter Bailey, which is the gentleman's club, because she wants to do fencing. She's doing fencing. <laughs> this fucking scene. This is so random, you know? You well, know. and it's, again. It's badass, but like, I was like, oh, I never even knew. Okay. How fucking naive. <laughs> like, again, she walks in and it's funny. It's cute. Like, it's funny. It's just like how she is when she's like, um, yeah, I'm here to do some fencing. And the guy at the desk is like, um, excuse me? What are you talking about? Well, she, he's like, like, he's very lost on what the fuck she's asking. She's like, uh, yeah, I'm here to, um, join the fencing club. I heard you have a really good one. I'm a good fencer. I want to be in the fencing club. And he's like, then Michael's behind her. And she's like, he's like, oh, I'm here for a gentleman's club. She's like, this is a strip club. Like, it's it's just funny. I don't know. Michael basically, yeah. Michael finds her there and basically kicks her out. Like, it's like, get the fuck out of here. They do have a really good scene at the end where she kind of starts. People will say that Rika is like weak compared to Michael and the horsemen. I don't think so. I think she, especially in this scene, you start seeing the balls on her. She really gives it back to Michael at the end of this scene. Um, and of course he like fucking loves it. Like he lo- he wants he wants her to have these reactions of fighting him and standing up for herself. And she does, in my opinion. Um then, like, the book goes on. The boys, let me tell you what the boys are doing. The boys are basically roofing her mom. <laughs> they kidnap yes. her, burn Rika's house down, and take all her money casual. I mean, wh- wow. Like, right. And that's, they're I mean, psychos. I'm- they're complete psychos. They're, they're, they've lost it. And that's their plan. Like, what they're trying to do, like, <laughs> what Allie just gave it on you. Yes. They're, because again, yeah. I'm trying to get through all the yeah. stuff so we can just get the fun stuff. Yeah. So like the biggest thing is like, just to explain about that, this is their whole plan from day one is to make her to a point where- Isolated. Isolated. She's alone. She can only depend on them um, and that she has nowhere to turn. So yeah. they do so all these things. that's what they choose to do. Yep. So, okay. Um, yeah. Then we go back to a flashback. Uh, the boys pick up Rika to take her along for their devil's night shenanigans back in high school and we're not gonna basically devil's night each person in their group has a quote-unquote prank they pull Mm. and we're not gonna get into it because again this whole night is redone in every book from a different point of view so we'll get to whatever everybody else does we are gonna focus on rika's portion of devil's night 
uh, her little thing that she does is the guys take her to a local bar and restaurant and they see Miles fucking Anderson. And Colby Astrid. Yeah. And Miles and his girlfriend Astrid basically. Astrid Colby, sorry. <laughs> um, we find out that she tells them she doesn't want to go inside the bar. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I do love people are like, oh my God, they're so mean to her. They are, but they also just don't coddle Rika in any way. No. Um, and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, tell me. You're like, what the fuck? And she finally tells them that in the past she was at a party miles and his girlfriend date raped her um so she ends up i love this part because i already know what happens but like she starts crying understandably right but damon the psycho looks at her and he's like stop crying and then he's like what are we gonna do and she realizes he says what are we gonna do and she realizes that she's one of them at least for tonight and they have her back and they want to get back at them for doing this to her well and they want to like let her feel safe to get revenge like you know he's he's not being they don't coddle her he's he's not being like yeah like you may think like oh what's wrong you know what i mean he's not going to coddle her period he's just like listen you know what we're what are we gonna do what's our next you know stop your whining yeah i mean what you want to do like i'm sorry that happened yeah like what do you sorry that happened to you let's what do we want to do let's fucking get him. so she's like all right i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna get him in the bathroom and then you guys come in after me and they're like cool she i love this one part she takes off her hoodie and she's in like a tank top and she looks yeah. up and all four of them are like drooling over her <laughs> looking a little and she's too long. like what and they're like oh no, nothing not, not, nothing <laughs> it's like you fucking <laughs> listen like you're such a boys so basically she goes in the bar she gets them in the bathroom she fucks their shit up like a badass then the boys come in fuck their shit up even more to a point where will at the end of the night comes back to the car and gives her a bloody tooth and a chunk of astrid's hair (laughs) and we don't know what happened but that's what will the puppy dog comes back for her with here you go here here you go well and michael when they're walking out says um what, what does he say he's like make them make them understand or something like and he does he um and then but i get back in the car and you have this line from kai i don't have it in front of me but it is one of my favorite lines of kai and it really goes into shape who rico becomes later in the series of he tells her um he doesn't really tell them exactly what they did but we know it's bad based on the evidence that will has brought her and kai ends up telling her like you always want to make them think you're crazy and when you do keep going and which i love fuck yeah what a mantra <laughs> yeah right like fuck we're that, psycho yeah. we fucking love yeah. that shit we i love that, that shit. shit i want someone to tell me to fucking keep going because yeah. like thank please <laughs> my whole Let life me off been, my leash my whole life i've been torn down and now i got some man being like fucking be crazy fuck yeah Fun. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet like, <laughs> um that's kind of that scene uh rika in the present is going to school she becomes friends with alex the boys are still kind of like stalking her and terrorizing her. And then chapter 11, we get to a point where the guys take her to a pool party. An NBA party is only one of the only references <laughs> to the NBA of what actually Michael does. Right. And she, while she's there, Alex is there in the pool. Her and Alex get like drunk in the pool together. Hi, Bill. Bill's, Bill's on the couch. Oh yeah, Bill the cat's saying hey today. <laughs> um, 
she eventually makes her way into like this little cave slash waterfall thing next to the pool. Damon is there and being super inappropriate. Um, Michael comes in, tells him to fuck off. And Rika again, like starts. This was hot. This was fucking toxic and hot as shit. Oh, I love a good toxic hot mix. Like it, it was just like a trail mix that I just want to dip my hand in and keep eating. I was like, yes, toxic. Give me that. It's hot. Let's go. Um, she basically rubs it in Michael's face is like baiting him with her sex life with Trevor. And he just tells her to keep going and then eventually calls her a liar. And really she's describing everything that he could never do for her that she wants Michael to do to her. Well, when she tells him to own her, he owns my ass. I was like, oh, God. I loved Rika in, like, these moments. I was like, yes, bitch. And you know what? It's like Michael calls her a liar. But as it continues, it's just like this. God, they're so give and take. So give and take. It's so. They play this game together so well. And it's always going to be a power move. Yep. Um, At this point, that ends up being what we love about the relationship, but also what's the negative about their relationship. Yeah, it's toxic. It's toxic. Right. But I love these little moments where even Michael starts to see she's not being that little girl anymore. And she's here to fucking play back. And it's so hot. He ends up like going down on her. And little do we know, Kai is there watching the whole time next to her. What voyeurism moment? Like, it's just, I didn't, we didn't know the word. I didn't know the word till neon gods, but now I'm like this, it's this, they're all just a bunch of little voyeurs. And here's the thing about, I also think people, um, whether I don't think it's a negative thing that maybe confused people with corrupt, because I remember thinking this too, when I first read it and didn't really know anything about it. The first book, especially reads as almost like it's going to be a reverse harem. Like, you don't know if it's just going to be Michael or, like, everyone. I really didn't know. If you wouldn't have told me that it was just ba- – because, like, Hallie and I talked about stuff. When I first started Crop, she was like, it's going to be about Michael Rika. It's the whole thing going on, four people, blah, blah. Like, you, you're you correct. You don't know even later in the best scene of the gosh. God, we'll get there. Don't you worry. You don't even know. <laughs> it's crazy. And then as the series goes on, just to let you know, the way that they – go about as a group of how they view sex to me is so like far ahead is what sex should be and we'll get into that as as the series goes on but my point is continue the series because you end up realizing how they feel about sex and what they consider sex to be in their group and it's freaking beautiful it's done only the way Penelope Douglas can do it um, so yeah, this scene's hot as fuck foreshadows, I think, to the sauna scene. <laughs> What's well, that? And it's just like the like I don't know if it's just the way Penelope Douglas just writes her getting eaten the fuck out, oh but it was God, it's, so, it's fucking so fucking hot. Like it's just it and it's like I guess and it's while he's eating her out, it's still like a power move. Like yeah, you can tell that because like Michael's not supposed to be doing this. No, he's and not. even after this, Kai gets onto him and is like, "You're stealing from the community plate," which is so wrong. You shouldn't say that, but whatever, Kai. Um, but like that's 
Mike, that was a weakness for, for Michael. But it's also Michael moment. giving Rika something that she knows she needs. Oh, yeah. It's almost like, good girl. Like, you know what I mean? Oh. He's like, you gave it to me. I called you a Just liar. Can't you didn't help let it. me. Yeah, you didn't let me fucking come after you on something. But now I'm going to eat you out. I'm going to give you a little something. So hot. <laughs> then after some things happen we don't like here after they torch rika's house yeah so they they just like continue back and forth with their bullshit living in the apartment i promise there's a happy ending it's fine yes um they torch rika's house uh she goes to stay at because she doesn't know that they did this they don't even know that they have her mom like she's still kind of in the dark about some things um she goes to stay at the christ house and michael and her have a movie night and this scene did some things. Oh. Uh, they watch Aliens versus Predators. Uh, Rika gets scared, aka turned on. And Michael ends up, he already knows this about her, but he ends up calling her out on it. Uh, like, that's your kink is fear. And you love when we put on these masks and scare you. And he wants her to admit Like, you loved it then. You loved it now. Like, right. yeah. He wants her to admit it. She's like, fuck you. No, I'm not going to almost like she didn't even realize that about herself um and I can see I think in this scene you also see her kind of being like no like that's not that's weird like that's not me she's trying to deny it because it is like I said before everybody like it's a it's a different kink it's a it's different fear and being chased is is different it's not something that you commonly go and say this is what turns me on and she already felt weird about it and Michael's like just trying to just be like fucking embrace the whole chick. thing is like you fucking own your shit grace being weird man because i'm weird i'm weird just i'm weird too. i just i just burn your mom's house down <laughs> michael's like i just burn your mom's house down you're not quite sure of that yet we're running around yeah. in mass i run around in mask and break up high school parties like it's fine. like thank you like i have <laughs> i hate 23. high school basketball players <laughs> we're cool He's he's like the guy that like when you come back. This is what it reminds me of. Have you seen that spoof when the the you come back from Thanksgiving from college and the older guy from the bar is still there and he's like, yo 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 yo, you having a great time? Will Grayson at the back. bar. <laughs> you having a great time? Yep, yep yep yep. You see my high score? Yeah, I'm still fucking playing <laughs> Buck Hunter and whatever it's else. Literally just, them. Yes, it's literally them. But like hot in a weird way. But yeah, like I would be like, yeah, I, let's play Buck Hunter right now with you 100%. and I. You want to buck hunt my vagina? <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. That was good. That was good. 100%. So while she's like, uh, I'm sorry, I just love this scene. This people like love the sauna scene and I do love the sauna scene. Don't get me wrong. Um, this scene, I remember vividly being like, that's, that's the hottest thing I've ever read because it just keeps going for like three chapters. Um, basically she's like, fuck you. I'm not doing this shit. Bye. I don't have it. I don't have a fear kink. Like, bye. His mom calls her to check in. Michael holds her ass down on the couch and makes her answer while he fingers her yes <laughs> yes and I, oh, <laughs> I didn't know I needed that can you call me and just let me know and then I'll tell Sean to do this while you're <laughs> can I tell you something so fucking dirty about what I did in high school that Please! I was actually god Please, something okay so I was like I had like a like an on and off thing like with this guy went to a different high school than me blah 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 whatever so he was like my guy that I just like, 
so I had like my boyfriend, I lost my virginity too. And then I met this next guy. And then all of a sudden I was like, this is what sex is. Yeah. So he, he was like my guy that I just like, was like, I'm I'm going to experiment everything. Like, you know, and so I go over to his house one night. It's like a Friday night. We're watching TV on the couch with his parents. His parents are older, like way older than the normal families that I'm used to being around that would Mm -hmm. notice something going on. This man, well, at the time, boy, fingered me while his parents were on the opposite couch. I'm sitting here having a motherfucking orgasm, watching a movie. And I felt like that. That was a real recency. I'm not making that thing happen to me. And I, mom, if you're listening, totally happened. I apologize. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very sorry. My mom was right, like right there on the other piece of furniture. (gasps) Oh my God. It was the same. I thought it was the most hottest thing ever. Sorry oh, I thought it. I thought I got away with it. Like I, I mean, we got away. Oh, with I it. did. Oh, so you know, I thought. Yeah. I guess well, I didn't touch my mom. We'll know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll know. And then um, his dad said something later to him. Like <sighs> I never, but he didn't tell me that for years okay, because good. I think it was like a mar- embarrassment. But like, yeah, you can't do that. Don't, don't tell me. And then, but his dad was like, I knew what you guys were doing. Like I, he didn't know what we were doing, but he knew something was going on. We knew things were getting handsy. Yeah, knew things were getting handsy. But his parents were like the ones that like let us close our close this fucking door. So like, oh yeah, that was my mom. My yeah. mom is like, I trust you. Look, you I shouldn't was, have look, trusted me. Look, I was look. We know I was the daughter of a single mom who got pregnant. Like, you know, like she was like, you already know what happens. Like, go ahead, do it. Fuck up. Have a good time. Fuck up. I yep. know you won't. I know you won't. <laughs> my mom's all, you go have a baby in the laundry basket. <laughs> yeah and so like I was always careful but my mom was the same way it was more of not that she encouraged it it was just she I I think my mom always stood by the thing is I'm going to give you enough rope to hang yourself with um that's just that's my mom has used it yep Uh, my mom was the same way but she also gave me a safe place to not complete like she wasn't happy and it's not like my mom was like um yeah, go have sex with your boyfriend. Like I got, right. she was, she was mad at me when I lost my virginity, but cause I right. think she was scared that now I could put myself in a position that she, you know, understandably that she was scared of and had to struggle through. So at a young age. So I think um, like our moms, they didn't, I think I didn't do as much dumb shit as I could have done because my mom gave me such a rope and right. gave me such a safe place to when I did, if I did fuck up and I did come to her, she didn't come and freak out at me. Yeah, Not to I rant off about our lives, but. You no, know. but it's true. Like uh, yeah. we, we always had that space of, um, it was almost like if I fucked up and I didn't come to her, that was even worse than me. Oh, just fucking so up. disappointing. Like, I, why didn't you come to me? Because my mom has always yes. provided, like you said, that space to where, yep. yeah, I'm still going to be your mom. You're going to be in trouble, but come to me so we can figure it the fuck out. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, like, that happened. Um, he ends up calling her a little brat in this scene. Talk dirty to me. I love being called a little brat. It's fine. Um, he ends up calling her such a beautiful little monster. <laughs> Which, Hello. If you guys didn't get the beginning, now you they do. They call her little monster, just so you know. <laughs> yep, cool. now you know. Um, he won't, he says, like, you're just as fucked up as I am. She doesn't, uh, he, she still won't admit that she enjoyed, like, the mask and, like, the fear. So he fucking, like, leaves her on red. Like, doesn't let her come on the couch. No, it's like, admit it to me, bitch. So he leaves her. She goes to bed, 
what does this motherfucker do? He cuts the power off in the house, puts this- his mask on and stalks her around the house. When I tell you true love, romance is what I see. <laughs> like I just I let me romance. ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Cause I'm imagining it in my fucking right. head. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hallie, uh the house actually gets very, very dark. I've slept, yeah, I've slept there before. I've I've Sean, I've slept on your side of the bed. <laughs> so I want this is what I imagine. Uh, you, you're like, this is what I want. Blah blah blah. Like, this is romance. Could you imagine, Sean? Cut the fucking power, out like, <laughs> And he, and, and Sean. The thing is, he would do it for you if you asked him. He'd be like, but like, not sexily. Just no, 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 no. It wouldn't be like shirt off. Yeah, jeans. baby, <laughs> shirt off. Just jeans, like Wranglers, Wranglers and boots, no crisp, shirt. crisp, crisp Wranglers. <laughs> he pressed his Wranglers for this. He doesn't have a mask like one of these masks. He has like the masks I wear in our stories. <laughs> or he has like the horse head. <laughs> I can't fucking breathe. You know, and he's like, I'm trying, baby. Like what baby wants, baby gets. And I'm like, you would hear him. Ah, oh, he'd hit something. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, like, in books, I'm like, 100%. In real life, I would be like, get the fuck away from me. Like, do because, not come here. But Penelope writes it so damn hot. But then right. I think about it in my own life. <laughs> and, like, I imagine Stephen or Sean <laughs> creeping around the house creeping around the house like steven i'd turn the lights and he'd be like ah. like he would have his hands up like <laughs> pterodactyl yeah he wouldn't know he would scare himself like yeah literally, literally. he'd scare himself he'd start being like taylor where are you like, yeah 100 this no isn't idea. funny anymore yeah i'm sorry i started this game right. so- but, but the like you said, Penelope writes it in a way that I'm like, I want to do that for sure. 100%. Like it reminds like all of a sudden fucking Michael's mask turns into night vision and he can fucking <laughs> right. around now. <laughs> right. 100%. For sure. And he ends up basically stalking around the house, grabs her, throws her up against the wall. They get into it real quick and dirty. Yeah, they do. And she admits like okay yeah I totally love this and he's like you're as fucked up as I am and then at the end I love this she's like you didn't come and he's like we're not done yet <laughs> we're still going okay what are we doing more of what's the next scene let me tell you uh the next scene um because this is all like three chapters I'm telling you like she really did it's like smut, 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 smut. um <laughs> But just to take a break before we get into the catacombs scene. <laughs> you thought stalking around the house in a mask was creepy? Just wait. But to take a little break here, in the catacomb scene, we are in Michael's point of view. And we start seeing some emotions on his side, which he's always had. We're just now starting. Michael is like an onion, okay? He's like Shrek. He's Shrek. He has layers. Yeah. And we're starting to peel back some of these um and he talks about her scar which she got in the car accident with her dad and trevor like always hated seeing it like made her kind of cover it up and michael is the complete opposite and he ends up like saying this line about how like 
she thinks it makes her less beautiful, but no, our scrapes and bruises, tattoos, scars, smiles, and wrinkles told our stories. And I didn't want a pristine piece of wallpaper. I wanted her and everything she was. And that is just so romantic. It is because it's like, fuck, you know? And it's he like, wants these the are the real version. He wants her to own up to all of her right. shit and accept who she is because he already has. And he's waiting on her to fucking catch up. Well, and he's like, I, I want this, like, he's willing to, like, sit there and keep going and trying and forcing, like, you know, and it's like, that's where I think people get so upset with Michael because they're like, you're, they're so mean to Rika, la, 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 la. He and he is. Just, I agree with Oh, you. yeah, yeah. And, oh, he he's a fucking dick. I'm like, not I, saying he went about yeah. it the best way. I'm but just saying the intentions were there. We're not evil. Yeah, he and it's and it grows over time. Like he yes. has to also, I think there's something here and we'll when it gets more to the end, but he has to also grow into being okay with liking her and loving her as much as he does. And giving her that power because it's always a power struggle. Yeah, because something we didn't mention about Michael is he has not an awesome relationship with his family. Right. So right. Now um, loving someone else and letting them in is a big deal. Right. And I love like this scene of her, he ends up admitting in his point of view that like he didn't really plan to necessarily have sex with her, but I love, he says that like the fear in her eyes turning to lust and knocked me on my ass. And I love that he said that. And then he ends up saying like, she was going for it. And I couldn't believe it. I never met anyone like her. She rose to every challenge. And that is what Michael loves so much about Rika is that she's never scared or turns away. She's that consistent, like curious little puppy that wants to like try everything once and see everything once good, bad, whatever. She's just here for it all. And he loves that about her. And and I love it about her. I mean, I it's, too. A, it's a, it's a different type of character. Like, you know, it we, is, get, we do, we, we get these characters all the time in smut books. And it's like, we always say like, Oh, I feel like, I always feel like when we read and you feel like you get into a rut, it's because you find a character type that you like. And then you start reading these types of books, reading these types of books, they all have the same character types. And then you're like, let me branch out. And then you read a new character type, which is Rika is Rika and Michael. They're off putting. I mean, they are. And then you read them and you're like, oh, I don't like this. But then you finally think about it and you're like, that's one of the most real, some of the most real characters I've ever read. Her, Penelope is never scared of the characters being flawed. She Um, is not scared of a good reads review. (laughs) Right. 100%. Well, Penelope, let me correct myself to say that they are not scared of a good reads review. Yeah, correct. Correct. Um, so then it leads to this catacomb scene. He basically tells her to go put on her high school uniform. <laughs> go get it. Go put it on. I just imagine me trying to put on like anything from high school, especially now, right. but just prior to even now. Like if Steven looked at you and said, baby, go put on that school. If Steven told me to put on my... <laughs> I don't want to say this cool fuck, but if someone told me to put on my Catholic <laughs> kilt, basically wrap skirt with two buttons like that and my polo with my school crest on it and be like, I'm fucking here. <laughs> like, could you imagine? Like no. my skirt went to my knees because right. we in trouble. Yeah, um, it's always, it's never like the slutty schoolgirl outfits. You're no, it's not. <laughs> horrible. It's not. 
I remember I wore my, I did wear that. I'll put it up on our, I'll put my school uniform up on our Instagram because I actually solidified it to, for a date party in Halloween one time. Of course you did. Um, of course I did. And I rolled that motherfucker six times. I know it. Solid. solid I had like a belt, like a belt at that point, like a bra belt for how many times I rolled that shit to make it look cute. Right. Basically we learned that Michael's had this fantasy, uh, uh, back in like high school and damn it he's already fucked her he's got nothing else to lose at this point he's already fucked up let's just go for the fantasy here and he tells her to put on her high school uniform which she just happens to have there oh yes it's in the drawer (laughs) right so she puts it on to call my mom (laughs) (laughs) i gotta drive hey mom um i just need to grab my school uniform for what you amazon me my um, don't worry about it mom you don't worry about why i need it (laughs) right i need it (laughs) don't ask questions yeah please don't um he takes her back to saint killian's to the catacombs basically stalks her ass back down there in the dark (laughs) let's go take a walk on the wild side (laughs) like isn't talking to her it's like terrifying it's i was i was pretty i was not in a good spot at this point i also was reading this point probably like 1 a.m right when it was was on your house and steven was on a work trip so everything was just creepy and i literally would be like what if steven's not on a work trip what if he's outside my door in a mask (laughs) right he um but rika is she is scared but she is here for it like a hundred percent she wants this he ends up taking um, his hoodie string and ties her wrist up and hangs her up on like a little hook on the wall. Which I'm not against. That wouldn't be bad. And like just does all kinds of dirty, dirty things. To her. I think there's something like he. It's animalistic it, as fuck. It's animalistic. And it's like when he is like putting his, she, um, Penelope with Rika she is sitting there like Rika explains it as like he is rubbing his mouth and smelling her and taking her in and it's so just it's so animalistic and then they like and fuck in the dirt of the floor yeah and they and they're just like sweaty and then the way Penelope it's describes so it I'm just like oh my <laughs> goodness like and it's does like I think about it and I'm like ew like God, the blah. if I'm not but Penelope does it and it's like, yeah 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 Let's if I'm on my, my clean sheets, like, <laughs> laying on my back, I'm just kidding. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Comfortable with a pillow yeah. behind my head, under my hips. Like, right. I'm like, no. <laughs> Rika loves it so much that the end, the very end, she's like, can we do that again? <laughs> and, and in my head, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll and Michael's it. like, you little monster. Ugh, I love when he calls her little monster. I do love little monster. Cause it's, it's okay. It's a different nickname than what we're used to. Um, right. I don't like the darlings and the babies yeah. and that, 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 so. Yeah. So the next morning, um, he has her in his bed and he's in his head and we're Michael, who he is. And he's torn because he does have these feelings for Rika, but in their minds, she did like the ultimate betrayal and Michael didn't go to jail. Um, the other three did. And, there's some guilt there and that Michael carries with him a lot. And it's almost in a sense of like, who am I to deny them their revenge? Because look at what they had to do. And they came out and changed so much and they're so traumatized. And 
even though I love her, I, he's so torn. And in this scene afterwards, you can tell, um, he's kind of, he doesn't want to make this like final move that they're going to do, which is taking all of her money. Um, and kind of basically yeah like basically leaving her like so like that was the thing i I didn't like the most and i am hallie as we continue on in the rest of the series i am excited to see um more and maybe you'll know because like i didn't we get a little bit of in in kai's but like why they do this more like their whole like i know we get an answer in this you get some in kai's um when you get basically every book in the series kind of gets like more and more trauma. Um, Kai definitely has his trauma, but Kai didn't really grow up with this like bad childhood. Um, Will and Damon and the, the girls in those two books have, I think the most trauma out of any of these characters. Okay. And you get into that and then you can kind of see how, what prison just kind of fed on what was already there. And um. I will say it, it to me at least it all made perfect sense of why they are the way that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I when I first read the whole series, Corrupt is my least favorite book of the whole series, and it took me going through a whole time of reading everything and coming back and then reading Corrupt, n- knowing everything to really appreciate what Corrupt was, and to really appreciate Michael's character and Rika's character. Like that's the long game you're in now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, right. I don't have the perspective of all four, but, um, I think like even in Kai's book, like I grew even more to like, obviously you learn more about Kai and the rest of the crew, but, um, I did grow to love a lot, not even just Michael, but Rika a lot more. I also, which will actually, I'm not going to say it. We'll get to it in the sauna scene. We have a lot more to discuss about Kai. I think when towards the end, when he's a little more prominent, but um, after this scene, he's basically about to do the one thing and fuck her shit up. And it's going to it's going to be like no turning back at this point. And he doesn't want to do this, but he has to in his mind. Um, I did think it was a little heartbreaking. He ends up saying like she and I were the same. After all, we fought shame every day, struggling with who we could let see the real us. And finally, we found each other. And fortunately, we were fucked. And he gets mad at Rika in his mind. He's like, fuck you. Like, I can't choose you. And I want to. And. Then he gets mad at Rika because he thinks, again, Rika did something that was the ultimate betrayal that caused all this at the time. And he's like, why did you do this to us? Like, we could have had something else, but now I'm forced to now- Forced to carry story. out and hold, like, you know, like- Yeah, I love the torture. Bros before hoes. Right, right. I mean, seriously, he mm-hmm. like, I hate saying it that way, but that's how they're thinking, so. Yeah. Um. Then we are back in a flashback and we get to, they finish Devil's Night and they go to the warehouse party. Uh, This scene, my heart, Michael, just like really, you finally see um, what Michael went through growing up with Rika for her. Um, He has this whole long quote, which I'm not going to read, but it this will actually make you love Michael, I think. And he goes on to say in his like own little head of like, I still remember the day she was born, 16 years, 11 months, and 18 days ago, that crisp November morning, my mother let me hold her, and then my father immediately took her out of my arms and laid her next to Trevor, who was just a baby then too, and even at three, I understood she was Trevor's and not mine, and so (sighs) it- that and like that's kind of how they like grew up his dad was always the one that was like no Michael she's not yours she's Trevor's like that's how they did and so then it got to a point where he 
finally growing up as a, you know, middle schooler who whatever age he was, was I'm going to ignore it then. I don't care because caring hurt too much because he was never going to have her. And he, I don't know, she, it's just a beautiful part. Um, They say that like, we didn't travel in the same circles. My father would force me away from her. He took away everything that made me happy. Why bother? And then he ends up going on to say, but Rika didn't seem to phase her when he pulled away and treated her with impatience and distance. She would only pull closer to him. Exactly. She like, didn't let anything affect her. Yeah. And then you get the scene of when he first sees her in high school. We go back to that first time he's staring at her and you get his thoughts on what he was thinking in that moment. Um, then he kind of recollects how this whole night went with her and how he finally comes to this conclusion in this moment that he's done denying this need to be close and done with pushing her away to hell with it. I may or may not let her in when all was said and done, but let's see where this night took us. I wasn't disappointed. She had a lot of guts. My friends liked her. Um, she was one of us. And you see that again, when Will comes up to her and calls her little monster and he paints her face with like war paint yeah and says you're one of us now and so these four horsemen who she'd always watched growing up and wanted to be and idolized yeah she finally did it you know after devil's night um and i just love that scene i love seeing michael's past with her kind of in the shadows as like the ugly ducking duckling brother that could never have her but wanted her the ugly ducking brother yeah, God, ducking, 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 buck, yeah. brother. Then she goes to dance. This is also the warehouse from Punk 57, in case you were not aware. I, it is? Yeah. This is the warehouse that they're in. The Wait, is, is Cyphercore playing? <laughs> Probably, honestly. Fuck. Probably 100%. Wow, I didn't take that all in. This wow. is probably the party they're at at Yes, this is, I bet this is scavenger hunt night. <laughs> Fuck. So, um, and the boys are back. <laughs> um, she goes to dance. She's thought, I love this scene. Uh, she goes to dance on the floor to Fire Breather, which this song, first of all, if you don't listen to this playlist while you read this book, you really do a disservice to yourself. Yes, read. This book is either like have it on a Kindle or have it, paper, like don't use your phone to be able to play songs as they go. Uh, it's an immersive journey. Oh, it really, it's fantastic. And like our emo rock days of high school, all the tunes are there. I was thriving. She's dancing seductively to Fire Breather. And all the guys are sitting back and just like drooling over her. Like, and again, you don't know where this is going to go. You have no idea. So she ends up going upstairs. Michael follows her. This scene is so hot and so heartbreaking. They basically try to define the relationship and they get into this huge fight basically michael is like um well we can be together but actually no he doesn't want to fuck her at high school because she's 16 he wants to wait until she's 18 and she kind of has an issue with this but he's yeah she's like, like it's my it's like age, my choice yeah your age is an issue here and we can't do this but like let's be together but like, you're also not allowed to do anything. And I'm gonna have people watch you while I'm in college. And Rika's kind of like, screw you. Like, which I don't blame not. her. Honestly, I did not, I did not. Get I didn't blame her either or, at all. So. Um, but then again, you can't fully blame Michael either because she is un- so underage. Well, he's trying to do the right thing. Wouldn't, would right. not allow this period. Um, 
But well, I also Michael saw being Michael has to like rip her to shreds in order to get his point across. And he ends up saying some really fucked up things to her. I like one thing, Hallie, that you said, um, it's almost like him, her being of age gives him also a card to say, well, she's, uh, she's an adult now. She can make her own decision right. because of the whole Trevor thing, but go ahead. Right. Sorry. Right. Um, I don't know. They, they end up not, he ends up ripping her to shreds. And I do think yeah. he said some really asshole things there. Well, he belittles her a lot. <laughs> right. And, um, then he ends up like leaving the warehouse and tells the other guys to give her a ride home. Then we're back in the present. Michael basically leaves her in the city for like four days after he pulled this like Hail Mary card. She spends her time hanging out with Alex. Uh, and then she realizes somebody stole all her money. <laughs> she's broke. Yeah, she's like, what the fuck's happened? So she goes, she already knows. Like she ends up figuring out it was Michael. She goes back to the gentleman's club and I love this move. She walks in, yanks that fucking tablecloth off the table and they're like, whoa, what's your problem? And Michael's just like smiling at her because he knows they fucked her over. Yeah, I love the visual of her stumble, like just sassy, walking into this gentleman's club, like fuck off, ripping the tablecloth off the fucking table to get in. What a party trick. What a party trick. <laughs> what a party trick one, Rika. Right. I love that scene. Uh, basically, the scene concludes with them telling her, um, we own your ass. Meet us in Thunder Bay in an hour if you ever want to see your mom again. So she goes. Um, again, we're not going to get, you already read the book. I'm not going to get too big into this whole scene. She show up at the Chris house. It's dark. They terrorize her, plain and simple. Well, and um, all of them are there. Like, and she's like running around the house. And it's like one person pops out. that like, she doesn't know who's who. And that's it. It's, it is. It's terrifying. They completely terrorize her. Um, I would go so far to say is like assaulting her. Yep. Um, she has the blade though and ends up stabbing Damon. <laughs> Which I was like, well. You deserved it. You deserved you, it. You've been roofing her mom. Um, like, <laughs> right. You kidnapped her mom and burn her house down and took all her money so um, um, a little stabby stab isn't uh you need to probably need a little bit more damon but hey. right she ends up getting away and she runs into the yard but she ends up rika being rika she she's a whole new girl now okay she's not gonna run away so she like fucking gums on the intercom system and it's like will's like i love will to death will's like I'm going to come get you, bitch. And she's like, oh, it calls him a dog. Like, yeah. he packs dog. Like, yeah, you're good at fetching. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, come get me. Right. Michael is not okay with how things went. And he's, again, in this, like, push and pull situation of not knowing what the fuck to do. And even though he desperately wants her to actually run away and, like, not let them have her, he also knows that she's not. She will come back and she will fight. And she... Yep will be the girl she's not gonna go down without something at this point so she does she ends up coming back and as the conversation goes they're like you know how could you betray us like will is just like we you were one of us and you betrayed us and you sent us to jail and she's like what the fuck are you talking about gets to a point where she basically says back to them i thought i was one of you too and you had my back is that what you do and she references to this warehouse scene that happened after and Michael has no idea that this happened. And he's like, uh, excuse me, what? <laughs> excuse me, what happened after the warehouse? Exactly. 
And it goes to this warehouse scene. Basically, she leaves the warehouse. Damon, Will's passed out drunk in the back, has no clue what's going on. Damon is now the villain of the story um, with Trevor. Damon and Trevor basically picked her up, assault her uh, again, um, attempt to rape her. Um, she ends up like getting away. And in the meantime, she had a hoodie on that had like their phone that they recorded all their pranks with. Um, and at the end of the scene, we find out it wasn't Rika. It was actually Trevor that turned in this phone and has it and sent them to jail. And now Damon is the villain. Damon ends up like leaving and all the boys kind of are like, you're safe now, Rika. Blah, blah, like we're blah. so we're really sorry. So she goes up to her room. Will's like, let's have a party. This fucking party scene. This fucking party scene. I also like it's funny it's a party because it's all of just like high it's high school everybody from my no they're out of college now oh that's right yeah yeah they're bringing yeah 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 this present day never mind you're right she's upstairs like what the fuck whatever she goes downstairs and she realizes that they're gonna throw a party and I fucking love this shit she confronts them she's like are you fucking kidding me and she calls them out she's like you three sat here burnt stole my mother burnt my house by the way the mom's in malibu in rehab she's fine anything mean to her yeah michael put her in rehab and ended up helping like right. she needed to be you put took there. my mom away from me you burnt my house down you stole all my money and now you're gonna sit here and have a fucking party and i love will and after it's all said and done will goes back to golden retriever mode and he's like yeah we're really sorry about that like he is so fucking cute like he's like i'm he's like- really sorry yeah, I mean, we were just. Do you want a drink? Like, well, she, he's like, I mean, I just at the time we thought you just did this, so we were like, I really, I'm uh, sorry, Rika. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, then Michael's back to playing his games because he's toxic as fuck. Uh, he ends up like grabbing a girl to sit on his lap, and she storms back upstairs. I know. I didn't like that because, but <sighs> it does. Makes sense for Michael what he goes through, but go ahead. Enter Kai. Kai comes to see her in her room. And this is the first time Kai has talked to anyone about his time in prison and afterwards. You get so much more of this in book two. Uh, but Rika is kind of the only person that he opens up to. Um, that kind of solidifies their bond, I think, of how comfortable he, he feels with her. We find out that Kai hasn't been with anyone in over three, four years sexually. Uh, He just cannot bring himself to do that. He's basically a shell of who he was. This breaks Rika's heart for him. Because again, Kai was always the nice one of the group. Uh, He was the more level-headed and she always felt closer to him because he was not so scary. And... Yeah, it's just a great scene. Um, I, I think you get into a lot of Kai's head headspace here. Uh, then Micah, Michael walks in on them. And thinks. And gets jealous. Like, he doesn't want to act like it, but he ends up, he's jealous. Yes. Um, she ends up giving it right back to his ass. Uh, kind of, like, back to the pool scene. Like, she's kind of toying with him about, oh, it would be nice if I had someone else to basically fuck. And she talks about Kai then she ends up talking about Trevor and fucking Trevor. 
he realizes now we get more into Michael who what's really going on with Michael and why he's treating her now is she's pushing back and he doesn't want her to now but it's like that's what you've it's like the monster you made yeah like she's the little monster that you decided was going to be here and now she's here and now he's like you know why is she challenging me like why not just give up I know she wants me and he ends up realizing that he thinks he like can't bend for her anymore like he's already been for her so much with his his friends and now she's laughing at him and she's kind of having her own and he's just not okay with the little monster that he created I think in this moment no he's not and then he realizes that she's she doesn't need him if she didn't and that's something I think Michael again he wants to be needed yeah uh he ends up saying what if I'd completely corrupted her corrupt her what if I'd completely corrupted her? What if she'd begun to like playing games too much and the lust to play and to win overpowered her need for me? What if her heart had hardened so much that she closed herself off in order to survive? What if I was the one who had to bend? Unease weight on my shoulders and I let out a breath. I want her. I need her. So that's his dilemma right there. Right. Well, because um, he can't trust. He can't trust that maybe Rika's just good and actually does want him. But yeah. He's so uh, insecure in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs it though yeah I really loved the way Penelope wrote Michael now that I can come back and appreciate it when I first read it I will say I didn't really understand all these things uh, but now when I come back and kind of get into it I love Michael's character it is so complex and he's so hard to love and hard to understand and he's an asshole a through and through 100% I'm not saying he's a good person no <laughs> at all he's not but he's different and it's so interesting to be in his head, I think. He tells Rika she can't touch anyone in the ha- no guy in the house. And he ends up announcing to the house that any guy that like touches Rika, he'll like fuck up. So Rika okay. is like, <laughs> nah, bitch, I'm good. I got fucking Alex, my BF, the best fucking friend in the world. I would pick out with you to make Steven jealous, 100%. I would do it for Sean. If you needed 100%. me to, I would totally do it. I love a good best friend make out. I would do it and I would make it the best make out anyone's ever seen. Ever. And Alex does. She delivers. She does. Rika's basically goes up to Alex and is like, how much? What what are your what are your rates? And she's like, for what? And she was like, for me, for girls. <laughs> for girls. <laughs> um Alex is like, nah, bitch, let's fucking go. Yeah, this is for free, girl. Let's do it. Let's do it. I've been wanting to make out with you since like chapter four when I met you. Yeah. When, really. I, when I hit on you and you said you weren't into girls, I was upset. And I am into girls. So here we are. <laughs> right, let's do this. So they end up going, as the ultimate power move again, they end up going to Michael's bedroom to do this. Michael sees them, goes upstairs in a fit, walks in, and Alex. <laughs> Rika are just getting all kind of hot and steamy on his bed. Um, to a point, he kicks Alex out. Alex's like, damn it. Hey, poor Alex, Come though. On. You know? Just, like, just get Alex. my own. I Let me get some. So much. Um, she ends up leaving. And then we get even more toxicity. Uh, Michael ends up taking her into Trevor's room. Because we also learn that Michael has a kink of his own. He's a little bit of a masochist, just a little. A touch. Uh, he basically wants to be hurt. Like he wants to envision her in Trevor's bed and he wants to feel that sting of the pain because anger and that type of anger towards her is all he's kind of known for years. 
Um, and so it's, it, there is a one moment where he's like, I need this. And Rika's upset by it. Rika is like, I'm not going to do this. I don't like, want to do this. Bullshit. Yeah. But then Rika, they have this ability to kind of see into each other and see what they need. And they're willing to get uncomfortable to give their partner what they need in the moment. This is what Michael needed. Um, and in the end, it works out well for them. <laughs> but basically, they hey. fuck on Trevor's bed. <laughs> fuck on Trevor's bed and like, fuck you, Trevor. Honestly, though, I, fuck you, Trevor. Again, I, we love a good toxic. I love that toxic bit. Like, I let's go talk. Let's go fuck on my. Let's go fuck on my brother's bed. Let's like, fucking do it. <laughs> then the next morning, I'm just gonna briefly touch on this. Then she goes down to breakfast. She's still pissed. She should be. Will, I just have to give a moment to Will. Will is making her a plate at this breakfast buffet <laughs> as they're talking about Damon and like what the fuck they're gonna do. And remember, Will and Damon are best friends. You get more into how close they are later, but um. There's like best friends and then there's Will and Damon. Like it's even further. Um, so he's really heartbroken by Damon right now and doesn't necessarily want Damon to die, but he also knows they have a problem. But as they're talking about Damon, he's fixing this like plate for Rika. And she's like, I'm not staying for breakfast. Like I'm leaving. He's like, no, no, no. Anyway, do you like sausage? And like, what's it on? He's like, here, yeah, he's not just even worried eat. about her. Like, please yeah. just eat. Like he's still trying to like say I'm sorry and like take care of her. And I just love it. The golden retriever, Will, is back. And it makes my heart sore. Well, it's just funny how he switches emotions so quickly. He's like, yeah. well, we really didn't want to do this. We just thought we had to. He's like, like, here, like, please just eat the food. Like, let me just please do this for you. Like, I'm really sorry again. <laughs> um, she ends up leaving. Michael and Kai have this moment watching her leave. And Kai basically threatens Michael with um if you don't lock that shit down and you stop if you don't stop playing games with her I'll fucking take her like Kai's her. like thank you Kai's like you want to fuck around like you finally met your match 100% and you still are like playing these fuck games with her if you don't watch out I'll I'll take her off your hands any day yeah I will <laughs> I will do it and I'll be happy to do it yeah Taylor would you like to discuss the sauna scene let's just all take a moment take a deep breath enter into the zen zone of the sauna (laughs) because fucking shit Hallie you're gonna do you're gonna give it more justice he drags her into the sauna and and they think they're alone and and they're getting all hot and heavy together hot and heavy she ends up telling Michael for the first time that she loves him and he will not say it back and here comes fucking guy out of the shadows of the sauna room. Like, and something I didn't know was how long was Kai there? <laughs> Probably a while. Yeah. And he's like, Jesus Christ, like, just tell her you love her. Like, you do. Like, I loved it. You two I, I, have got to stop. I do love that he was like, enough. Like, yeah. everyone is just as tired of it as we, the reader is. Like, right. enough. Right um eventually it comes to he's like I'm sorry I was watching I was trying to see if it would turn me on because again Kai has been a shell of a human being for a long time after prison um he had this connection with Rika and the house and again you get more into Kai and why he is the way that he is in the next book 
but that's what this was doing. Um, I will say when I first read this Donna scene the first time, of course, I thought it was hot, but I actually wasn't really like here for it until I read Kai's side of it. I think when you read Kai's book, it gets more into his relationship with Rika and just him. Yeah. Um, and I mean, then the scene made so much more sense to me for like what happened. Well, and it did. But at the same time, I think you're right. When you're reading it the first time, you're like, why is Michael I, it letting felt this so happen? out of left field? Well, it just was like, why is Michael letting this happen when he was been fighting for her? And then you get some of the background of Kai being like, well, I'll take her off your hands. You don't really know yeah. like where things stand. And right. then you're like, again, is this going to fuck shit up? Is it going to be reverse harem yeah. now? I is don't it know. reverse harem now for the rest of the series? Like, are we loving everybody? Is everyone right. going to get it? So it's, yeah, it's so- fucking hot though. Yeah, basically Rika um, sees this hurt in Kai and wants, kind of basically, she's the one that starts this. She starts touching Kai and kissing him and wants to kind of be in this moment with Kai and Michael um, to help heal things for them. Um, Again, this is them thinking that she had betrayed them and sent them to jail where all this trauma occurred. Um, It's the first time they kind of come to come together literally come together um <laughs> right now um she's the one that kind of starts this uh and michael loves her even more for it um i think because again she's kind of throwing inhibitions to the the wall and is like this is we don't care who judges us like we're gonna do what we need to do to heal and this is what i feel like we should do and feels right and they have this threesome scene First of all, if Michael Chris wants to hold my leg open while Kai Mori eats me out, I'm here for it. And then strokes me while it's happening and is making you imagine someone holding you open while another man's going down on you. I would die. No, I couldn't. Like I'm like thinking about this right now. I'm like, no, I couldn't. I can't. And it's and and this is something, Hallie. Like I do. I'm like, this is something. This is, this is something, (laughs) this is something. And, but I'm like, who, who gets to experience these sexual experiences? I don't know. I think it's, we think they're so much more common because we read these books all the time, but I'm like, is this really common? And I would love to know. I think it is. I just think we never said yes. Well, I don't think we ever said yes. And I don't think, and I'm going to say, unfortunately, but also like the, sadly, the time that this would have happened would have been college. And the guys in college were not like these guys in college. Oh my God. Could you imagine the universe? Get the fuck away from me. Exactly. Like I, no. they would like come in five seconds and have no idea what to do. No. And they would be like, <laughs> they would be drunk too. Like whiskey dare. They wouldn't know what the fuck to do. We would not be in a lovely song. They would be like laughing. It would be like laughing the whole time. Oh my god, bro! Can you can you imagine we're doing this right now, bro? It would be back and forth each. They'd be more turned on by each other, other, right? Like fucking yeah, man, go for it. And you'd be like, oh my god, fucking man, dude. Am I here in this at all? Like you, Jesus, hundred percent. But that's what I'm saying. Sadly and unfortunately, I've never been able to experience (laughs) this moment. At this point, also in my life, I do not think I will be able to experience it anymore. With that being said, if you have this experience, please come into our DMs. Just let me know. Because I would love to live vicariously through you. Right. Um, They end up, (laughs) she gets double penetrated. Oh, don't de- don't I don't think I could do it. I also don't think I could for her. I I don't think I could either. 
I have respect. I don't think my body works that way. I just don't think for what the scenario you is. You know their dicks are big. Their dicks are big. But like they're then, but Hallie, I also think about this. You're in a sauna. You're in a place. It's a little. There's a little bit of condensation. Right. You know, everybody's relaxed. She's only had like she's two relaxed. Already. Yeah, she's worked out all day. Like maybe I just have muscles are on. muscles are warm and loose. She's limber. <laughs> all right. Okay. Like I just. I, I really think, again, if you've been double penetrated, please also come into our DMs and share your story. I would love to know. I do think um, realistically, though, there's a lot more prep that happens than this scene. Um, let's be safe, guys. Um, yeah, this is. Let's yeah, be this, safe. This um, isn't, I don't think this accurately depicts. We are still in a fiction world. <laughs> penetration, but at right. the same time, I will not tell you yes or no, because I don't know. <laughs> no definitely you can do it you just need to have safe practices in place and just go into a steam room probably 99 percent of the time isn't gonna what cuts it for it to be this pleasurable for her yeah um so if you're doing that uh be sure to do your research we love research here um feel free to share it with us please please do yeah um at one point, Rika looks at Michael and is like, is this killing you? And he's like, I want to fucking kill. Or just, is this hurting you? And he says, I want to fucking kill him. And she says, good. Because that's who they are. And they understand it about each other. Yeah. And they're willing, they're always going, the whole theme for them throughout the series even is like, we're going to experience anything and everything. And we're going to do it together, whatever that means. And that's what they're doing. And yeah, and, and, and then still making Woo! sure that they feel supported during those things and the things right. in the way that they feel supported. Like right. her right. P- like kind of picking at him and him picking back is their way, which is different. It yeah. is different. And she even like says in this scene, it's from her point of view of like, I will always love Michael, and that's not that's not what this is with Kai, but there is love for Kai here. And if this is what's needed for Kai to kind of get over this hump and kind of move through this traumatic uh, thing that he has. Right. And that's what we're going to do out of love for each other. And I thought it, again, it took me a while to first of all, read Kai's book and then come back to it. And I could understand that more. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what that scene was. And it was fucking hot as hell. And that was my first, Jesus. um, like kind of like threesome ish scene threesome ish a little bit of male on male kind every of every book has a group scene i like that um, i don't feel like we read enough again once again it's like their found family view on sex and how they do these scenes i think penelope did an amazing job with um i again it's so far ahead of what I think sex should be and it's not um maybe if we lived like Michael Christ we would be okay with that yeah um, I always think about the lives of the rich and famous I'm like are you guys doing this 100 I, I would if you're not you're wasting it yeah that's what I'm saying like if I have if I don't have to work and I don't have to worry about it sure 100 I'm doing it. I would be dp all day all day <laughs> all day I'd be so dp'd then we get to my scene with Kai in the car he fucking drags her ass across the car by her collar, puts her in his lap and is like, I don't even have it in front of me, but it's basically along the lines of like, let me set the scene for you, sweetie. 
Um, every time that you like laid in Trevor's bed and he was fucking you and he was doing all these things to you and you were allowing it and this is what it was. And then look at what he did to you. He made a fool of you. He made a fool of us. Um, let me tell you what Michael's feeling right now. And she starts getting pissed and he's like, you feel that anger. That's what Michael's been feeling ever since. Like he has to protect you and we don't know what the fuck's going on. So you need to get the fuck over it and realize Trevor made you look like an idiot and we're all here to get his ass for you. We need you to fucking get mean with it because he made a joke out of you. And you need to buckle up, sis. And I fucking loved it. Well, I just love that he like put her in her place a little bit because then because Rika does. She's a little bit of a brat during this point because she's like, which, again, you can understand. She doesn't know everything in the background. I see why she did. And I would have acted the same way she was. Oh, 100 percent. That's why my husband puts me in my place almost every day. (laughs) But then when I need it. But exactly. And it's the same way with Rika. And then when Kai puts her in his play, it puts her in his in her place. He's like, yo, like. You, like I get you're upset like and it's almost like he's like I get you're upset we can deal with that later but right now we've got bigger things fucking going on Michael's trying really hard we've got Damon out on the fucking loose we got Trevor making you look fucking stupid you don't even have a house anymore your mom's in rehab like let's come on let's figure and it it's out again goes back to like the bar scene almost they're not going to coddle you no. you want to play with the big boys you have a seat at the table here here are the big boys but this is what you're going to be doing and it's exactly. not going to be this bratty behavior that we're seeing no i'm not going to get too much in the plot basically at the end shit goes crazy she gets kidnapped yeah they basically she's going to get it back you've already read the book yeah. we know um some things that will carry into the next book uh is the fact that will almost dies um and drowns yep damon is a big part of that um you will eventually see that that is more trauma on top of their well that's what i i was gonna ask you i'm excited to know more about Um, that that scene that part of the scene will specifically um come back and be we will dive more into all of that um also the scene after the warehouse with damon and trevor and rika that scene in damon's book of what really is going on with him during that um comes into play there are some things with damon going on uh yeah there's a reason he's my favorite and i promise you penelope will redeem him and seeing will and damon have to then come after what damon is damon is now the villain period he is 100 um you get more into what that does to damon though and he doesn't have it easy (laughs) right then we have the epilogue, my favorite part of the entire book, probably the series. This epilogue, um, we get into a time whenever Michael was 16 and Rika's like 12 or 13. And he yeah. has to pick her up. Uh, and he, of course, is like, oh my God, so I know I have to pick up my little sister, basically, you know? Yeah. Um, and on the way of picking her up in the car, they end up seeing this poor dog that got this hit. dog, it's on the side of the road. Yeah, I'm not even going to get into like what happens again, you read. Um, But my biggest takeaway from this epilogue is Rika has a spot in Devil's Night and in their Four Horsemen because she's basically the reason why there even is a Four Horsemen little, there's a read, like she is the reason for pushing Michael to wearing the mask and to saying, fuck it. And Michael in the catacombs tries to give her this lesson of 
you can do what you want when you want and you don't have to apologize. But this lesson is actually what Rika taught him in this moment, whenever he, she's like, you know, you're kind of, you're playing it safe and you don't need to like, you're Michael, you can do this and you can do whatever you want. And this is what starts uh, the four horsemen. So what was like your thoughts on the epilogue? Cause I just fucking love that epilogue. Well, I loved it. And then I just loved this, um, this fact of like what they have to do. We don't have to get into it. Cause again, we assumed read it, but like what they have to do with the dog in this moment of like coming closer. And then it's this hard thing again that, I mean, it just is the forming of their relationship from right then. Yeah. Like it's, it is so like, yes, it's sad. And the reason she even has a room at their house, we find out is because of Michael. Cause he yeah. wants her there and he wants to protect her. He wants to keep her safe. He knows that like her, like, yes, she grows up in this, she's grown up in this pretty place and like has, you know, a good family and stuff. She's grieving the death of her dad and yeah, her mom's and- not doing so well. And I just, there's a reason why moving forward, Rika is who she is and she they quite literally were made for each other I don't think anyone else could deal no. with them in a relationship um and Rika definitely has her spot as a leader of the horsemen um and I love that she at the very end you find out how she really has been a part of this for from the beginning and she never knew yep so yeah that was corrupt um I hope uh we didn't bore you to death too much um, no well, i don't think your content was good and if you didn't like it i don't want to hear it I'm well and i also like you have to understand again like a lot of series this is the first book in the series we have to get into the stuff you guys asked us to do a series we're doing a series you Fair. also specifically asked for devil's night yes so here we are. And I'm just going to go ahead and warn you now. Um, as the series progresses, specifically books three and four, um, I'm going to really try to keep it short, but I can almost guarantee you three and four will not be short because they're my favorite. And a lot of shit goes down. There is a bigger plot. If you have not continued, you've only read Corrupt. There is a way bigger plot going on that you get into. You do have to read these in order. This is a series. Some people say they're standalones. They're not. You need to read them in order. You need to read the novellas. They're all amazing. There is a way bigger, more detailed plot that's happening within Thunder Bay and specifically their parents. So that was honestly a warm up. Like what's coming your way in the series will knock the pants off again. Well, and when everything ends, like, I mean, we've got a lot of loose ends that have not been tied up. So, and you get a little, you get some answers in Kai's, but then in Kai's book, more things happen. So with that being said, our next book is book two of the series, Hideaway, focuses a little bit more on Kai. And um, Banks, Banks is my favorite girl. Oh, she is? Yeah. Okay, I like that. Which is really I, hard, but like Banks is definitely, I think. I haven't uh, read I all of them. Favorite. So I feel like I can't give, I'll give my final girl ranking at the very end. Yeah, at the very end, we'll go through all of them. But with that, guys, yeah, I mean, that's it. You, Hallie, any last, you know, thoughts, no, comments, think, questions, concerns? I just really hope this episode, if you've either started Corrupt and it maybe wasn't your favorite or you just read Corrupt and stopped the series, I'm telling you, don't. Like, I understand Corrupt is also my least favorite of the series. Um, it's still amazing, especially once you get through it. But keep going. I promise it gets better. Oh, it gets so much better. That was our episode. We love you. As always, please, please kind of rate and review us. Keep your one stars to yourself. Come in our DMs and tell us how much you don't like us. Um, but 
you know, keep the rest or of that. Don't. Or don't. You know, I actually do. I would love for, to hear it. <laughs> I would love to know. Guys, we almost had to jail yesterday. Like, we're ready for anything. <laughs> I'm ready for anything at this point. Like, you cannot tempt me. So, <laughs> God. I'm, I am fucking just steel cage. Like, yeah. Like, you can't, what's inside of me cannot be let out after. Okay, that. anyways, let's just, <laughs> let's sign us out here, Tay. <laughs> Woo! Anyway, okay. Anyway. lady's getting a little crazy. Lady. It's, it's 620 at night and here I am, I gotta eat. Okay, um, so please, yes, follow us on Let's Talk About but Podcast on Instagram if you feel like you need to And TikTok. And TikTok. Do not forget TikTok. And then um, we also all- have um, an exciting. Sorry, one second. We also oh, have yeah, an yeah. exciting. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you too much. Let's not reveal it yet. But something exciting but is we coming. have something exciting coming from Megan at Novels Novel Grounds. If you're not following her, you need to also check out her Etsy store. Um, we met her at uh, the book event we went to in Nashville, and she was so amazing and She's so, so awesome. Fun. She found out we were doing our Devil's Night series here, and she gave us a little something exclusive uh, for all the fans. So that will be coming soon by the time we end this series. I'm not going to tell you yet, though. I'm yeah. Keep you on the hook. You got to come back. You got to come back. You got to find out. Just know that it's fucking exclusive. It is really like one of 50 and we have one of the 50. So it's fine. <laughs> and you are going to want this one out of the 50. Yeah, you are. So, um, and we have it. <laughs> so wait, with that wait. being said, <laughs> nudge, uh, we love you guys. We mean it. We'll catch you on the flip. Hallie, love we'll you. See you in two weeks, honey buns. Yeah. Read hideaway. Read along with us. And, uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>